dangerous. Be aware it's dangerous. It's gonna be one of us in a trip close zone because we're the pirate optimus. To the west, to the east, gonna find the way. It's ain't the way all the way. Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece Book Club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me on this episode are Matt. Mr. Afroda, I have your lunch money. Jason. How do you do? Is that spelled like the French way? Oh, I think you know. Laura. Hello. Dave. All-terrain transport turtle reporting in. (laughs) Theo. What are you doing here? And a special guest. It's my brother, Connor. No can do. <laughs> Wait, no can do? Oh, no. no can do. Oh. What are you oh. talking about? You're right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that felt like an SBS. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to pull, like, the, Tyler, I didn't know you had a brother. <laughs> Despite him being on uh, our anime sister podcast, Destructive Discourse. <laughs> at, at least once, yeah. At least is he, once. Is he looking for the One Piece too? Probably. I don't know, Connor. Are you looking for the One Piece? I'm three years younger, and I haven't left the island yet. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out. Uh, every week on this show, we read and discuss one volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week, we're going to be reading and discussing volume 18, which is titled Ace Arrives. Which may or may not be why my brother is on this podcast. Crazy, right? Just maybe. (laughs) Connor D. Crowley. Oh my god. Before we get into it, Connor, what is your familiarity with One Piece? And what is your honest-to-goodness take on it? (laughs) Don't hold back. Let me have it. My familiarity with One Piece is probably a lot more than it should be given the amount of it that I have not read or watched (laughs) (laughs) purely through like being adjacent to you just purely (laughs) proximity exactly these things happen it's one of those things where it's like I would be watching some sports game and would get super hyped about some result and tell Tyler about that which he wouldn't care about at all Uh, And then he would turn around and be like, you're not going to believe what happened in the latest chapter of One Piece. And I'm like, like, you're you're probably right. I won't. (laughs) There's like a, there's a few, I guess, metaphors I was just thinking of. One would would just be like a fever that you cannot sweat out no matter what happens. Uh, The other one is like, if you had a really, really expensive partner who I was worried was going to break your heart at the end of the day, after all of this like time <laughs> you've invested mm-hmm. into this relationship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's only one thing about you that I think remotely matches your obsession with One Piece, and that would be Kingdom Hearts, and I will kill you before you ever do a full podcast about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I kind of had to sneak one into another show. Better that, uh. To get yeah, around that. Better that, um, you know, better that he die at your hand than at. You know, what, what would become of him if he did that? <laughs> it would be a yeah, mercy. It's, it's, it's a mercy killing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Tyler approaching a skyscraper. You are at the top with a blindfold and two keyblades, and you come running at each other <laughs> while the rain is falling. <laughs> It's literally uh, happening now. I, this is the opposite awesome. of what I intended. 
Mm-hmm. Also, you're the same person, but also, like, one of you is, like, the light and one of you is the dark. But actually, also, you're different people. Oh, no, no. Like, the clone. Oh, no. No, no, hang on, wait, wait. Are you wielding the Keyblade or the Kai Blade, it's, which is it, the it, Greek letter it, X, meaning... It's metastasizing. <laughs> we have to stop <laughs> it now. I'm, I'm so sorry Give me the I kick. even said it. Get us out. <laughs> so, Connor, what do you think of One Piece, having said all that? Uh, I actually what you do know of it. Yeah, I actually think it's a it's a very good story. I I enjoy the beats of it that I'm aware of, and I am currently reading through it with the intention of catching up someday. So I, I hey, like that's it. what we're doing. I, I like it well yeah. enough. <laughs> you two are gonna meet somewhere on the Grand Line, <laughs> on the high seas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, before we actually get started on the volume, I do also have personal grievances that I want to air okay. about the arc that we are about to embark on. Okay, this is this is your time. Yeah. This is a, yeah. This um, is a big, beloved arc, right? Yes, and mm-hmm. rightly so. However, <laughs> so there are, there are aspects of my experience with One Piece that uh, I wish I could replicate for all of you. Uh, this is not one of them. <laughs> uh, I think you are actually pretty lucky to be reading it the way that we're about to be reading it, which is once through all the way and then moving on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I think I already know what you're about to say without hearing it. But, but yeah, carry on. Um, is it, is it, is it kind of like how I feel with a lot of like long-form uh, like story-driven like web comics yeah. where if I'm reading them week to week, it's agonizing because the pace is glacial, but when I sit down and do an archive binge, it's the greatest story ever told by yeah, man. Every, yeah, precisely. every sane author says, right, you have to write for the archive readers or you'll go crazy. Like, Yeah, I have some unearned and undying bitterness towards the Alabasta arc due solely to its release schedule in the United States. Oh, so you, uh, were, you were just crawling through. Yeah, because at the time, I wasn't reading scans, like fan translations to get ahead. I was still just sticking to whatever Jump gave me, the monthly magazine at the time. And uh, by the time we got here, it was about one or two chapters a month. Okay. You were were feasting on crumbs. Um, And at the same time, this is where the 4Kids dub ended. So all of the reruns were Alabasta. It was oh. it was the final atonement of One Piece. Oh god! <laughs> so it was just being rubbed in your face over and over again. Yeah, uh, and then when Funimation picked up, so the... that's why you call it your Namek. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, this is the Namek saga to me. Um, when Funimation picked it up in the states, the very first thing they released. Um, and I understand why they did it. It makes complete sense. Uh, the first thing they released was the eighth One Piece movie, which was a retelling of the events of Alabasta. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Just uh, compressed into a film. Yeah, and they they did that to show off their new voices for the series yeah. that they would okay. then be redubbing. I actually watched that a long ago. So, also, the problem was that I knew how much more One Piece there was because this book that we're about to read was released in the States in 2008, and it was released in Japan in 2001. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Holy fuck. Oh, my. Yeah. So, while I do now enjoy the story beats we're going to be reading about, (laughs) it felt like we were in this goddamn desert forever. 
Well, clearly, so that was intentional. I was, it was like... replicating the experience <laughs> of the Straw Hats lost in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> I remember feeling like Crocodile was like the big bad of this entire story from where I sat next to you. <laughs> because I was <laughs> now making It was sense. the only man you could see me looking at for years. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean in all of this. I'm, uh, I'm having a flash vision, like a side vision of like, if Jason had gotten into One Piece on that train, set in sail around the same time you did, because this is, is like 2008, yeah, we were like, what, seniors in high school, recently graduated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have been like, man, I would have been running up and down them, them CCAD dorms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was, that was the other thing, is that at the time, I didn't know the scope of what One Piece was going for in its storytelling mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. So I didn't care about the politics of this random desert kingdom. <laughs> What? I wanted a pirate adventure. <laughs> yeah. The There's... desert is the opposite of the sea. <laughs> again, There's... again, also yeah. just like Luffy. Yes. Now I very much do appreciate the politics of this desert kingdom and what it represents towards the greater whole of One Piece. Right. But. <laughs> and I'm just, it's so funny to me just because meanwhile I was just like living it up on, on the pirate's bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Reckless as abandoned. you should have been. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were hoisting the colors. Uh, <laughs> I did not yet understand the the morals this series was espousing as much as you did, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it. It, it had nothing to do with my lack of patience. <laughs> you also felt and... less confused about why Luffy swears so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get that out of the way at the top so that we don't have to talk about it again. <laughs> and now we can just enjoy everything that happens from here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's pay a visit to the to this desert kingdom. Yeah, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start off with the author's note. They say that sleep requires physical strength. With good quality sleep, even if it's short, you can wake up refreshed. In other words, you should sleep with all your might. So I decided to get fit so that I could get some good quality sleep in a short period of time. I gulped down a potent vitamin drink, then crawled under the covers. Aw, man. Jeez. Like I can fall asleep now. Me too, Oda. (laughs) I'm going to be a sleeping warrior. (laughs) I'm I'm like the Zorro for sleep. Like, I will be the world's greatest sleepman. Free nap style. <laughs> oh, that, that's my joke, Theo. Perfectly done. Meanwhile, I have to go to bed three hours before I need to fall asleep because that's how long it takes. Yeah, <laughs> Jason, are you are you practicing onesie Geary style? Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I see you're trying to ingratiate yourself to Jay immediately. <laughs> I'm just doing my best out here. I like what I'm seeing. <laughs> the the three sheeps sleep technique. <laughs> well, I, do the th- I, do, I do three pillow style all, mm. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Did you Before know? Your head is so propped. It's, it's wicked. Oh, it's wicked. Dropped. <laughs> Did you know that the country Montenegro is the is like the sleepiest country in the world? They like <laughs> literally have a sleeping Olympics every oh. year. Can I go there? <gasps> you I should. Get over there. And you can you you have to like stay in this bed and just like lounge around all day, and the winner is who stays in bed the longest, and they I don't know win like money or something. 
okay. to pay for their bed sores. Yeah. Are you sure these are human <laughs> beings and not just cats? <laughs> I have thought about that. That could be a thing. Cats can't compete. They would just win. Well, but against <laughs> other cats. Like. Mm. Yeah, they take the Olympic oath and they say, you know, without doping and without catnip. <laughs> <laughs> In the last volume of One Piece... En route to Alabasta to help Princess Vivi save her kingdom, Luffy and crew have discovered a prehistoric island of giants and an island locked in perpetual winter. Now, having defeated the evil King Wapple and liberated Drum Island, they set sail once more, joined by the new ship's doctor, Chopper. The crew of the Going Merry is in a festive mood, but little do they know, or little do they suspect, uh, what dangers lie in store for them in the desert kingdom of Alabasta. Uh, continuing on with Django's Dance Paradise. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tulip pirates take a woman hostage. And Full Body finds himself unable to fight back anymore due to this hostage situation. She's done nothing to earn the Iron Fist. Have no fear because Django returns, cutting down the man that's holding the hostage. And then Django and Full Body fight back to back to take down the remaining pirates. I think the subtitles on that one are like, shall we dance? And it's like very, <laughs> they're very like back-to-back bros. Uh, they dance together once more in celebration of their victory. But despite their friendship, Full Body is duty-bound to arrest Django. It's a real buzzkill. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Django is brought before three judges who sentence him to death by hanging. Some real... Sad sack judges. Yeah, uh, one of them is just wasted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got his feet up and he's just pounding something, knocking it back. <laughs> Look, man, as as someone in the legal profession, I can tell you, uh, <laughs> there's rampant alcoholism even in this cartoon world. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that this was not a fair trial based on these judges. It's a downright kangaroo court. <laughs> Uh, the trial, however, is interrupted by Full Body and his unit, who perform a dance in protest to the to the judgment. Is this a legal argument? <laughs> in the land of One Piece, it serves as one. Yeah, piece. I was gonna say no. This is Marineford's Got Talent. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, returning to the Straw Hats on the fifth day out from Drum Island, the Going Merry is running short on food. And Vivi finds Luffy and Usopp using Karoo as fishing bait because they ate all of that too. Uh, not Karoo. <laughs> I know I love Karoo. Not my favorite character in this show. Karoo? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I was waiting he's for that just try- <laughs> He's just trying to live, man. <laughs> Is Karoo also going, going his way? <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as they sail along, the Straw Hats encounter a patch of steam that's rising out of the ocean. And Nami explains that this is due to an undersea volcano, and that in a thousand years or so, this will be the birthplace of a new island. Luffy says, who cares? We can't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy, plate tectonics is a cool field. <laughs> yeah, he also wonders if he'll be around to see it someday. I like how we get like a very scientific explanation, which is then immediately followed with a situation that I cannot square scientifically. Yeah. <laughs> also entering the steam cloud, uh, unbeknownst to the Straw Hats, is Mr. Two's ship. Yeah. And as the two ships pass each other, Mr. Two's crew suddenly notice that he's gone missing. 
we see that he is the fish that Karu has caught. <laughs> Good job, the very, Karu. the strangest fish on this hook. <laughs> Just looking at the camera dead-eyed. The look of pure offense on Mr. Two's face <laughs> is so good. Also, that makeup did not move. Just for the record, <laughs> no. like, is this like an 80 million hour wear? Probably. He is a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He must be using wet and wild. He, per- he performs the, the expert swan thanks technique. <laughs> for, for them re- swan thanks. For them rescuing him from the ocean. Look, when you live on the sea... Your makeup, your makeup better be waterproof. Exactly. You seal that shit in. Um, <laughs> he does... See, Mr. Two Bon Clay does the swan thanks, or in Japanese, the arigato gusaimasu. It's <laughs> beautiful. What? I, what? Is that actually the, the joke? Is that actually the joke in Japanese? Uh, it's my joke now. Here, me. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> He lets them know that he is forever indebted to them because he has eaten a devil fruit, so he surely would have died in the ocean. And in gratitude, he decides to show them how his powers work. And then he punches Luffy across the ship. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) It's all part of the act. Yes, when the crew prepares to retaliate, uh, Mr. Two quickly claims that it's all part of the show, and he reveals that he now has Luffy's face. Mr. Two has eaten the clone clone fruit. (laughs) Of course. Uh, and with a simple touch of his hand, he can memorize somebody's features and perfectly replicate them as a disguise. Can I ask a question? And I'm sorry if this has been discussed on this podcast already. Did Oda come up with the name for Gum Gum Fruit and then was just like unfortunately locked into that naming convention? Uh, you know, I don't know. Unfortunately? Of, Excuse of saying- me? things twice there's a lot of good ones but i feel like clone clone fruit is a little bit of a clunker nah man i'm here for it it's a clunk clunk fruit (laughs) fruit. (laughs) yo yo yo, he took a bite of clunk clunk uh don't don't want to know what those powers are looks like the um japanese name is mane mane no mi so that's that's fun yeah i feel like a lot of them work better in japanese and we just have to make do (laughs) as english speakers i'm just fucking it up i like it he begins going through a rolodex of memorized faces he has and he claims to never forget a face once he's touched it and during this display vivi recognizes one of the faces as her father's (gasps) that's foreshadowing Mm. yeah (laughs) the nefeltari cobra that Kang Cobra. Uh, bon Clay's crew return to collect him, and as he departs the Going Merry, he proclaims, Don't be sad. Every voyage must come to an end. Just remember one thing. Friendship is not determined by how much time you've spent together. What a great fucking Give them That's such a great, great smile. <laughs> That's a great smile. That's a great quote. A great quote. Where the Tear- fuck did this come from, too? Tears of joy. <laughs> and, and the, like, as he leaves... Luffy, Usopp, Chopper are just 100% on board. They are pro <laughs> Bon Clay now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Understand it. When you make a friend, you connect. This is a pro yeah. Bon Clay podcast, mm-hmm. to be fair. <laughs> we are, we objectively stand Bon Clay. I do. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I could do without the pervy jokes. Well, yeah. We all could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the yeah. bit where he hits on Pervy. Look, it's better than Masturbation. Just barely. Is. is that the bar? 
unfortunately. He, uh, well, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, I hate to say this, and I hate that you've made me say this, and I do place this at your feet, but he is on par with Oolong. <laughs> oh, no. so it's just one wow. step down on the ladder. That's oh no, that's rough. Oh, and he—I mean, as... and he shapeshifts too. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I, didn't think I mean, about as that. oh no. As much as we do stand our pirate queen, like he did clone himself into Nami, and then says these changes include my body too. Shortly before flashing the rest of the crew <laughs> with Nami's body. Yes, guys. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a very yeah. okay. that's that's yeah. gross in a that, way that's, that one ain't great. It's gross in a way that's actually mm. very complicated. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's yeah. weird. It's There's weird. layers to this crime. Exactly, <laughs> layers. <laughs> yeah, I did take a note, and I don't know if this has come up earlier in the manga or not, but this is the first time that I really tracked that. Like other people on this ship besides Sanji are pervs. Yep. <laughs> they just are quiet about it yeah it's usually a lonely road that he walks <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry he gets another compatriot later in this, this volume mm. uh, as Bonclay leaves the straw hats overhear his crew calling him mr two and they realize the brush with disaster that they've just had oh boy uh, vivi also realizes the terrible danger that a man who can perfectly imitate her father could pose to the kingdom i absolutely love the bit of vivi <laughs> <laughs> How could I have known? How did you not recognize him? <laughs> I've never seen him before. Yeah. All I ever knew about him was that he wears makeups and talks like a girl and wears a swan coat that says Okama Way on the back. <laughs> How could I have ever known? Gee, TV's good, but you can't win them all. <laughs> it's it's very much the the same as when she accidentally uh, outed Crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's a consistent gag with her. <laughs> Again, yeah. the, the piccolo of One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zoro is quick to look on the bright side of all this, though, because now they have the opportunity to strategize against Bonclay's abilities. Excellent Zoro smile. He doesn't have very much dialogue. He doesn't actually do very much. This is a good volume for Zoro. But Zoro yeah. is on point. I feel that's kind of his role yeah. throughout. Yeah. He's, he's just this consistent stable guy on this fucking yeah. wackadoo ship. Also a yes. consistently <laughs> reckless idiot. But again, yes. it's a known quantity. Right. Right. Well, that's like, usually it would be uh, Usopp doing strategy, right? But we've got smart guy Zoro with a plan. Yeah. Uh, four days later, as they get uh, closer to Alabasta, the Going Merry encounters a sea cat. And delirious with hunger, the Straw Hats prepare to kill and eat it, but Vivi stops them because the sea cat is seen as a sacred animal in Alabasta. Just now notice the sea cat has a giant earring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cute yeah. as fuck. Usopp immediately I... starts telling Chopper a story about how that time he fought a sea monster at the Calm Belt, and Chopper's like, whoa! It's like, <laughs> now Usopp has a, an audience for all of his ridiculous stories. <laughs> Dedicated fan Who club. wasn't around for the previous <laughs> adventures. <laughs> I just want to say, as someone who loves like creature design and like cartoon animals and stuff, big fan of Sea Cat. <laughs> big fan. Oh yeah. Ma- maybe on par with Momu. Ma- maybe. Maybe. Oh wow. Ooh. Just maybe. Sea Cat's tight. It reminds me of the <laughs> the Singapore merlion. I'll post it in the group. It kind of looks like it to me. Uh, Zoro points out another hint that they are getting close to Alabasta because coming up behind them is a line of Baroque Works ships. 
Yeah, I got some questions about this as well. Um, mm -hmm. So this is supposed to be like a super undercover, <laughs> uh, covert operation yeah. that's purportedly coming to its like climax of its overall goal. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And they're like, man, I hope no one sees all of our like hundred ships coming into Alabasta all at once <laughs> with our with, with our with logo BW printed prominently on displayed. Well, one, my understanding, and is... all of our numbered agents who just wear their numbers <laughs> on their faces. Well, one, my understanding is that in the Age of Sail, this was not actually not uncommon, um, <laughs> but also like no one really knows they exist. Like people would look at that crazy logo and whatnot be like oh must be some new pirate crew like i don't I, I, it's not a known quantity right uh, yeah the only reason that zoro knew about it is because they tried to recruit him yeah and he apparently survived turning them down which is very yes. impressive <laughs> so i i suppose we probably just got lost while they were chasing <laughs> yeah and they they assumed no one could get lost that bad so they just they just looked <laughs> in the right place in the right wrong place exactly yeah no one could be that stupid what were you gonna say connor I was gonna say, so we are we're left to believe that like the ongoing internal dispute is so all-consuming that the country of Alabasta is like, we don't have time to deal with this enormous pirate crew rolling into town. <laughs> I mean, well, they just assume the crocodile will deal with it. Also, mm, fair. Also, in this scene where they all these ships show up, uh, Sanji also returns to the scene, mm -hmm. which made me realize it happened again. It happened again. He was gone, and I, I completely forgot he was in the series. Baroque Works didn't notice him again. <laughs> Wonder if it matters. The Straw Hats prepare their countermeasure to Mr. Two. Uh, in order to always tell if they're the real deal or not, they all tie a strip of cloth to their left arm. Foolproof. Yeah. yeah. Who else uses cloth? No one else who. <laughs> bon Clay who? can't imitate fashion. Who, who else can be bandaged? <laughs> I love that uh, Karu also gets one of these fellowship marks around you his just around his wing. <laughs> and also Chopper has to stand on a crate to be in their their like circle of friendship. <laughs> Instead of just getting big, because he can do that. <laughs> he can. You see, they did this all wrong. They should have just all put their hands together. And got out a sharpie and just drew a big smiley yeah. face. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the symbol of friendship. Yeah, <laughs> heart of the cards. That's gonna be an enormous smiley face this time, though. Yeah, very a lot big. more hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a wig. And it's, and it's gonna be extremely poorly drawn because Luffy's gonna do it. Oh yeah, <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> As they prepare to land in the port of Nanohana, we see that Smoker and Tashigi are already there. And they are investigating a crowd around a restaurant. Apparently somebody dropped dead in the middle of eating. The restaurant is, of course, the three-star Michelin Spice Bean. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so I want to go to Spice Bean. I want to go to Spice Bean. You know what you're going to get. <laughs> a guy dead at the... <laughs> I mean, the, ir the irony would be if it doesn't sell spice or beans or spicy beans at all. Right. And it's Captain Smoker! Uh, the people at the restaurant think that this unfortunate man may have eaten a desert strawberry, which is a poisonous spider that resembles a strawberry. Oh, wow. That's the greatest bit of desert camouflage I've ever heard of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that would live in Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The man in question has the mark of Whitebeard tattooed on his back. 
mustache with yeah. a big grin and like a half moon looking <laughs> mustache. Which I don't know if you guys have the same editor's note that I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, if you have the physical volume, uh, it has an editor note that says, Symbol on his back is an ancient Buddhist symbol, not a swastika. <laughs> Let's just I mean, be clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ace. Um, totally so, not a Nazi. So... <laughs> Legally, it is still a swastika, but in this instance, it is uh, the manji symbol, which is like shown on like Buddhists' palms, yeah, basically. It's, uh, it's for statues. It's much more reasonable when it's in the East, I think, where it actually still mm-hmm. means that in yeah. most people. It is. It is strange, though. Yeah, Even they're... still, though, for the anime, they did change this symbol, and then uh, Oda reflected that in the manga going forward. Oh, really? So this is oh, not the symbol that we'll see going huh. forward. Interesting. I don't, I don't, um, I don't disagree with that. Bit of tri- a bit the, of trivia. The change also just looks better, honestly. Uh, bit of trivia, though. There was a point. Um, I don't know if it's still the case, but where uh, this manji symbol was still being used in modern applications, such as like either Google Maps or Apple Maps used it for Buddhist temples when visiting like parts of Japan and mainland China, uh, which really baffled some tourists. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, do you remember that uh, house near our uncle's house that had this I do. symbol like in stone on, its on, chimney. on a chimney? Which was yeah, oh, just carved into the chimney. Pretty baffling as a child. Thankfully, I read One Piece, so I already knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that would... That that would be an awkward uh, comment, like knock knock knock. Hey, Mister, are you cool or like what's? <laughs> Woof. Mm. <laughs> this man also has the word or name Ace tattooed on his arm, though it does have a typo crossed out, <laughs> which very is very charming. funny. Yeah, so we know two things about this guy. Uh-huh. He's not a Nazi. <laughs> And he can definitely mm-hmm. spell his name if given two tries. <laughs> I also know more than one person with a replica, replica of that tattoo <laughs> on their person. Including the typo, I assume? Yes, including That's the typo. Very the good. typo is great because you can you can hear the tattoo artist going, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how I long. I don't know why I always just assumed he did it himself. Could <laughs> be either one. That would be impressive if he did. It's a hard angle to reach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also wears a cowboy hat, which has goggles on it. And the goggles have a smiling face and a frowning face painted on them. Loving it. Kind of uh, reminds the, me the of the... Classic tragedy and comedy. Of yeah, the masks of Grecian theater. Mm. Uh, the man suddenly sits up, very confused. Ugh. Apparently he fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of eating. I just want to make one more point about this dude's overall design, uh-huh. which is to say that it feels like Oda was like, "What's like the coolest fucking guy I could draw?" <laughs> yeah, and and then he was, and then what he landed on was Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> yeah, but Crocodile but, Dundee. But uh, he he couldn't he couldn't shake that wrestling influence that uh, that's that's pervaded him so far. And had to put that one little elbow pad on. <laughs> <laughs> just in case he's got to come off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just, just so he can pull it off into a rock bottom. And he's got like a cool bejeweled dagger with a curved handle like a scimitar. I don't think he needs it. No, 
As he complains to the restaurant owner about all of the people gawking at him, he falls asleep again. <laughs> He's a sleepy yeah. boy. You ever fall into a food coma while you're eating the food? No. That sounds very <laughs> dangerous. No. <laughs> Maybe sounds like it's like very. <laughs> I mean, that that rice might be like very soft and pillowy. We don't know. Mm. Ooh, what is this? Is this basmati? Mm. Matt, have you ever <laughs> fallen count. into a food coma like that to begin with? <laughs> Not on purpose. One time I, I'm, I'm worried. I passed out on my bed and I ended up like laying right on my cat and she just purred really happily and it was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I woke up and I just hear, what is happening? <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, Smoker walks into the restaurant and confronts this man and he identifies him as Whitebeard's second division commander, Portgaz D. Ace. Cool. All right. Another D. Mm-hmm. Does he have a very uh, thin mustache, or is that just like, or does he have like no. a slightly darker upper lip? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, meant I to think be like it's pronounced. Just it's just a pronounced upper lip. Okay, gotcha. Ace tells Smoker that he's just waiting for his kid brother Luffy to show up. What? <gasps> oh shit. The devil, you say? Dun dun dun. <laughs> Luffy has a cold brother. Uh, meanwhile, Luffy runs off on his own as soon as the Mary makes landfall, and uh, he's off to hunt down a restaurant. Following his nose. Boy, Luffy. He's got like fucking like Tex Avery Awuga eyes when he sees the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also just I just I also just really, really love the panel of him uh smelling the restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's For the benefit of a rubber up. nose. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? His eyes up are drawn normally and <laughs> he's just got this giant hippo nose. Yeah. It's like a hippo or a horse. Uh, the other Straw Hats notice that Mr. Three's ship is also hidden nearby, and Vivi confirms that it requires his uh, wax powers to operate it, meaning that he is also somewhere in Alabasta. How do you power a ship with wax? <laughs> I don't know. I, I appreciate that Oda had to specify that to confirm to us that it wasn't stolen by somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't worry. Like, no, it, it has to be him. Maybe it runs on wax. Maybe that's the fuel. Is the maybe wax it, it operates like a... Um... Like one of those candle, uh, candle, candle-operated boats that you, that you can make. <laughs> Just a giant one. <laughs> Just a very yeah. big one, yeah. Uh, Luffy, smelling some good food with his hippo face, goes blasting headlong into the nearest restaurant, and he smashes into Smoker, which sends him flying into Ace, and then the two of them smash through several more buildings. <laughs> I like. I missed saying this before. I like how when it is uh, discussed that Ace is like in charge of the second division of the Whitebeard Pirates, someone else in the restaurant is like, oh, I knew I recognized that symbol. Like, (laughs) (laughs) are you serious? This incredibly enormous (laughs) tattoo on this guy's back. It's fairly prominent. Of like the most famous living pirate. And you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. also, Also, let's not downplay that part. (laughs) <laughs> he is the most famous living pirate at this, at this point in time Ace tromps back to the restaurant and he spots Luffy but before he can call out to him Smoker smashes him to the ground uh, Smoker walks up to Luffy who just keeps eating until he eventually recognizes him as the smoke guy <laughs> that moke guy the, moke guy. <laughs> the next three panels are uh, delivered by Luffy 
with a mouthful of food with helpful subtitles beneath. I just love uh, Smoker like treating Luffy as if he's like some sort of old rival. Just like this <laughs> ah, you cool again. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so you finally showed up. Stop eating! <laughs> Quit it! Uh, Luffy takes as much food as he can into his mouth, and then he makes a getaway out of the restaurant. It's like a little chipmunk. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other Straw Hats get some new clothes to blend into the crowds of Alabasta, and Vivi immediately regrets giving this job to Sanji. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now she and Nami are donning belly dancer outfits, where the others are just wearing typical desert uh, attire. I know they gave this job to Sanji, but also Oda gave this job to himself. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so, mm, okay. Who's really to at blame? Least not, at least Nami's enjoying it. Chopper, whose nose is extra sensitive, is having a hard time dealing with the perfumes of Nanohana. Apparently it is famous for those. Uh, Vivi tells them all that the next step they'll take is to go to the Oasis of Yuba to meet with the Rebellion's leader and try to explain things. Uh, they hear a ruckus coming from town, and they realize that it's their dumbass captain, who is now bringing all of the Marines directly to them. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. Just clocks him at high speed from afar. Uh, meanwhile, back on Smoker's ship, Mr. Eleven is still left tied up with no guards posted. Oh. He is found by some of the Billions, which are the unnumbered agents of Baroque Works that are next in line to be numbered agents. Billions and billions. He asks them to untie him, but they elect to kill him instead, which then opens up a new position to be filled. Yeah, Mr. Eleven becomes Mr. Super Dead. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Hi, uh, we're going to be backfilling your role. Do you have any notes left over for onboarding? I bet you don't. Okay, click. Back with the Straw Hats, Ace steps between Luffy and the Marines, allowing him to get away, and says that they'll catch up later. We find out that Ace is a bit of a hottie. (laughs) Well, we already knew that. I've known her for a very, very long time. (laughs) (laughs) You may be smoke, but I'm fire. Fire! Uh, Vivi gives Carew an important mission to travel across the desert ahead of them to the castle in Alubarna, uh, which is the capital city, to pass a message about what uh, she and Igaram discovered to her father. This is why Carew is my favorite character. Yes, this is because he has important... Luffy. <laughs> he goes on a special mission for good boys. Yes, Running off into the desert, I, sipping on his juice. I love his tiny yeah. water barrel with a bendy straw. Luffy explains to everyone that Ace is his big brother, who is three years older than him, uh, who also is a pirate that's after the One Piece. Uh, apparently, Ace also ate a devil fruit at some point, but even when he hadn't, as kids, Luffy couldn't beat him in a fight. Oh. This guy must be real Including tough. Including after he had eaten the devil fruit. Yes. Uh, Ace hops aboard the Mary and asks if the Straw Hats would be interested in joining the crew of Whitebeard, his captain. He says that Whitebeard is the greatest pirate he's ever known, and he is committed to making Whitebeard the next king of the pirates, even over his own brother. <laughs> and Luffy's like, cool, fucking see you in a fight soon. Yeah, Luffy's not bothered by that, and he figures that they'll just have to fight someday. Guess that makes us shonen rivals, then. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do want to remark too, like what is this uh, like Peter Parker pose that Ace has decided to do <laughs> it's vi- on the side of the yeah. ship? <laughs> he is, right. He is perched on the railing of the ship. Like you a said it yourself. Oda designed him to be as cool as humanly possible. He makes it look so cozy. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. It's half Spider-Man and half Slav Squad. Like both yeah. of both of which make him even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, by the way, is intercut with uh, Toshigi and uh, Smoker recouping their losses and, and wanting to go after them because uh, Smoker says, Remember, once a pirate, always a pirate. He hates the Seven Warlords of the City. Yes. yes. And also, he also they... <laughs> wonders why Princess Vivi is traveling with the Straw Hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that he's seen it for himself. Like, what's that about? <laughs> Ace says to the other Straw Hats, A kid brother like you makes a big brother worry. I bet he gives you guys plenty of grief. Take care of him, okay? Uh, and then he hops down to his one-man speedboat to take off. His, his... Because he says that he is on the trail of Blackbeard. He's so cool! Who is the opposite of Whitebeard, I guess. Yes. Makes sense. Apparently Blackbeard <laughs> has just started calling himself that recently, also. Okay. Uh, he says that Blackbeard was once also on Whitebeard's crew in the second division, which made him Ace's subordinate, and that he committed the worst crime in the pirate world, just killing a crewmate. <gasps> After good. that, he jumped ship and has been on the run ever since. This guy sounds like a real villain. So as the division commander, Ace has taken it on himself to clean up that mess. He gives Luffy a mysterious piece of paper, which is completely blank, but he says that it will bring them together again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotta check it for invisible ink. <laughs> also, can we note that this make, boat is make sure powered? Make have a black spot. Sorry. Can we just can we just recognize that this little speedboat is powered by Ace's fire moves? It's, it's yes. a speed. Yeah. He turns his feet into it's fire. It's a speedboat I mean, surfboard. Yeah, yeah, speedboat is a strong word. Right. It's, yeah. yeah. It's it reminds me of the Solar Surfer from Treasure Planet. I was actually going to say. Yeah. That. <laughs> I was gonna say something similar. Say it's like the it's like this motorized board from Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh man, throwbacks. Uh, Ace takes his leave of the Straw Hats, but before he's gone, he gives us a grand display of his power when he single-handedly sinks a dozen Baroque work ships with a blast of his fire fist. Whew. Wow! Where he got that nickname from? <laughs> mm. I have a question. Yes. So, what was, at the time, what was, like, the community reaction to the appearance of Port Guesty Ace? Like, was it on par with, like, the fangirlish fawning over, like, an anime hottie, like, say, Kamina from Gurren Lagann? Was it that level? Yes. Okay. And it all, and it, it still is. It will okay. forever be. Everyone will forever say Ace is the coolest character in One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in love. I, I, you can't go wrong with a big brother character, and he's got yeah. freckles. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh yeah, and he loves his brother. And he's he polite and well spoken. He ain't no Zoro at times. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he surfs on the sea with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> I'm also fascinated by the fact that, like, you know, Luffy's got this dream to be king of the pirates, and we know this. Mm -hmm. But, and apparently, Ace is is going after the One Piece as well, but he's happy if someone else is king of the pirates. Yeah, he's doing it in someone else's name. 
He, right. he yeah. wants to be like, I don't know, Archduke of the Pirates. <laughs> Couple Prime, steps down. Prime Minister. He would have taken Vice King. <laughs> it just makes me wonder even more, like, what being King of the Pirates is, and what is this one piece? Like, what is your actual dream? Yeah. What is the change in the world you want to see as a result of this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nami stitches that little piece of paper into the band of Luffy's straw hat so that he'll never lose it. And then Vivi gives him some thick clothes to wear so that he doesn't get burnt as they trek through the desert. It just dawned on me. I bet Luffy probably smells really fucking bad in the desert. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Burnt rubber? Oh, That's yo. the worst. Oh, no. I throw up. <laughs> That's one of the worst smells ever, easily. It's like asphalt being laid down. It's horrible. He's like, no, guys, I'm good. And they're like, put this fucking thing on. Don't please. <laughs> gamu gamu, no really, take a bath. <laughs> Stay out of the heat, please. Uh, Luffy assumes that they're going to go kick the rebellion leader's butt too, but Vivi is adamant on stopping all of the senseless violence with diplomacy. <laughs> Vivi says, I spent all of my stats on charisma. We're gonna get the charisma right. <laughs> We're using them. <laughs> I want the Paragon option. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Baroque Works also begins making their final preparations, and all of the remaining officer agents begin to assemble at the Spider's Cafe. Hmm. See, it sounds like a lovely place. This sounds really cool. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, we are introduced to Miss Merry Christmas, who's a crotchety old woman with a motor mouth, and her partner, Mr. Four, who is a tall, rotund man, who thinks, moves, and speaks exceptionally slowly. What an, what an odd couple. <laughs> what an odd pair these he two. He looks are. like he has the same body type as Chess. Where he's yes. just all Similar. torso. Yeah. Somehow. Mm-hmm. 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 I love Merry Christmas. She's yeah. she's a crotchety tourist at all times, and I love her. Yes. <laughs> You've definitely seen her in like Disney World or something. She would yeah. like to speak to your manager's manager. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's, she's Miss Karen of Baroque Works. <laughs> <laughs> God. God forbid that's her real name. This is my favorite duo of all the pairings, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, they are greeted by Pola, the proprietor of the cafe, who later reveals herself to be Miss Doublefinger. <gasps> Miss Doublefinger was I Pola love... the whole time? I love oh, her snap. What? You've got to be Pola in my leg. For the, like the three panels we knew her. <laughs> what, a, what a reveal. <laughs> Really let that one stew before he pulled the knife on it. Well, like the art at the beginning of the chapter blew the lid off that immediately, so it was a little odd yeah. that there was an undercover thing at all. Yeah, that was that uh, one's for the anime watchers. <laughs> Love her top though; it's like this fun little tropical tank. Uh, Mister Two pirouettes his way into the cafe, and then he sends his men home. Oh. Uh, later, Dude. though, they all come crashing back into the cafe. Thanks to the arrival of Mr. One, who beat them all up. Yep. Oh no! Mr. One and Mr. Two do not get along. Uh, all the while, we see Mr. Three sneaking around outside the cafe, trying to remain hidden. You know what might help with that? <laughs> <laughs> a haircut. Just, just a suggestion? <laughs> or at the very least, tucking it under that hood. Uh, once 8 o'clock rolls around, they all head for Rain Base, riding in a bunchy-drawn carriage. Bunchy. What's a bunchy? You know bunchy. We've met bunchy before. He's that tortoise. 
It was just great. Miss All Sunday's big tortoise that smokes. I was going to say, yeah, he was just <laughs> ripping a cigarette. Bunky, <laughs> special all-terrain transport turtle for Oakworks. Yeah. This is where these, you know, these, like, introduction, like, official character introduction things really started to get to me. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> also, quick breakdown for um, Mr. One's design, because he looks fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yeah. He's tall, got a shaved head, he's got a very thin unibrow, which is cool looking. Um he's got sharp. Like, very sharp. He's got like uh like kind of like really long fingers on his hands. Um mm-hmm. like, like this really... man plays bass guitar. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh yes. The calluses. He shreds it. A super <laughs> long, like kinda howry style coat with like these kind of poofy harem pants and a sash. You know I love poofy harem pants and a sash. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got a big tattoo on his chest that is the kanji, I think, for one. Yes. That would make sense. Uh, Because of the mysterious disappearance of Miss Friday and Mr. 13, Crocodile has uh, started to resort to using substitutes, which are the lizard runners. Do we ever see these guys again? Did I miss it? No. (laughs) We never see them again? No, they're in this panel. And that's it. What a shame. Just running all goofy. We never see the Lizard Runner's urgent delivery force Baroque works again? No. (laughs) And I don't know why they got a whole introduction panel. (laughs) strange. And that crocodile's like fucking great idea. Make all Sunday, <laughs> it. You're killing it. Someone's getting a Christmas bonus. Yeah, bonuses all around. You're getting specifically <laughs> Mrs. Christmas's bonus. <laughs> yeah, I've taken it from her. It's in your wallet now. <laughs> Jesus, Jay. <laughs> I was not prepared for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Old Sunday, I especially love the little bow ties and the way they go eat. There is a single funny, or I, I don't want to say that because the whole thing is ridiculous, but the, the funniest detail to me is that one of them doesn't have a message it's carrying, so it is questioning its E. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that slipped past me. <laughs> And they've got, like, little, like, like those old-timey bathing suit onesie kind yeah. of outfits with, like, the little, little yeah. stripes. What is happening? <laughs> One piece is happening. Get yeah. into yes. it. You're right. You're correct. The Straw Hats make port at Irumalu to begin their walk to Yuba, and they find that the once-green city is now a dried-out uh, ghost town. Yeah, I would say I would say that's more than dried out. That's that's sand covered. It's inside yes. dunes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is mostly swallowed by desert. It is bedooned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. also meet some of the local fauna, yeah. the Kung Fu Jugongs. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> this is amazing. They are very precious good. creatures. <laughs> they are masters of martial arts, and they follow a code that requires them to become the disciples of whosoever can defeat them. Yeah. What a solid animal. Just want to bring it up with a good choice. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. What, what I love about this is that Luffy immediately gets into it. Yeah. He starts yes. trying to teach all of them his stance. He, he defeats all of them instantly and then <laughs> takes the responsibility of teacher very seriously. <laughs> he, he has deputized an army of Kung Fu Jugans. 
uh, the Straw Hats are forced to barter away their food to uh, talk them out of following Luffy around. I, I just also want to I, I want to give a special shout out to the panel of of Luffy defeating one of them, just arms raised in victory. <laughs> Nami goes, <laughs> Luffy beat it. <laughs> yeah. No, Luffy. <laughs> Hey, Jason, I've got one for you. Yes, yes, yes. He's teaching them all gum foo. <laughs> How do I leave uh, this call? <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the disconnect button? <laughs> I'm deleting. Uh, Vivi explains that despite its proximity to the ocean, Irumalu was previously sustained with enough rainfall to survive. But in the last three years, all of Alabasta has been gripped by a terrible drought. Oh, no. The only place that it would ever rain was Alubarna, again the capital city, uh, which the people considered to be the king's miracle, until it was discovered that the king was ordering large amounts of dance powder. Dance powder? Uh, Though in this flashback, we do, the audience, get to see that this was staged by Baroque works. Yeah. Yeah. The scale that this guy operates on. Yeah. This is... This is deeply unsettling. (laughs) Is the is the guy who is carrying the cart the same guy who smoked Mr. Eleven two yes. chapters ago? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I missed that too. <laughs> oh, wow. Also, there's a very funny detail about his shirt that will come up in a future SBS, but I can just tell you now uh, that uh, in the flashback, his shirt says half fledged, and when he kills Mr. Eleven, it says full fledged. Huh. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that's strong. He got the rest God. of his fledging. That's yeah, that's very strong. strong. After killing him, does it? What, what is the shirt going to say? Like extra fledged? <laughs> it's going Super to say Mister Eleven, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> fledged Miss, elevenfold, Mister Fledged. <laughs> yeah, fledged to the power of eleven. <laughs> Fledgendary. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. Well, I would wear a T-shirt that said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what exactly is dance powder? I'm glad you asked, Jason. (laughs) Dance powder is a substance that was developed by a scientist in a country where it never rains. (laughs) All right. Uh, It creates artificial rain, but has the horrible side effect of stealing the moisture from upwind, which causes drought. The dry curse. Yes. So uh, effectively, Baroque Works made it appear as though the royal family was hoarding rain from the rest of the country. Wait, so it's alchemy. Yeah. Equivalent exchange. And this is a desert, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Is is this the Blutz Waves of One Piece? Dance powder? Yeah, Yeah. just like that that hand wavy, like a a scientist did it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we may or may not hear more about certain scientists in the future. Fair enough. Uh, hearing all of this misery that's been caused by Crocodile, Luffy, Usopp, and Sanji are itching for action, and they go and just demolish a building. <laughs> They're ready. Why? Uh, so the Straw Hats begin their delirious trek through the desert, where many antics ensue. I like that they immediately lose all of that vigor. Yes. <laughs> Two yeah. fucking steps in. <laughs> in the, in the uh, SBS, uh, Oda is asked, uh, 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 is that a hippo? And he just says, no, be quiet, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy uh, is tricked by a bunch of bandit birds that play dead, and uh, he ends up losing everybody's supplies to them. Darn desert I love birds. <laughs> Vivi's 
explanation, those are called the evil herons. <laughs> with the quotes around it. So, like, that, they are a known quantity, and that is their name. What should we call these sinister birds? Um, <laughs> call them evil herons. Uh, tensions begin to run high amongst the crew until Luffy, Sanji, and Zoro take down a giant Sandora dragon. Uh, and they cook that and eat uh, while everybody takes a break. When the, the stakes get the worst after they lose all their supplies, Zoro immediately says, just forget what happened. Thinking about it will just make you thirstier. Like, don't dwell yeah. on it. It won't help us to get mad yeah. at each other We're like while we're in such dire straits. <laughs> That's just going to make us all die out here. <laughs> right. Yeah. He just yeah. he keeps he keeps his eyes on the prize, keeps a clear <laughs> mind, gives very good advice. I love how he says that, and that in the very next panel, we see one of the evil herons sipping on a big jug of water looking like a real shitter <laughs> at everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, these evil herons were like running the scheme from The Last of Us. <laughs> the con Where do you is think on. The Last of Us got it from? <laughs> yeah, if there's, if there's a causal connection, it runs the opposite direction, man. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, they also end up rescuing a camel that was being chased by that big dragon. Chopper begins to translate for the camel uh, and says that it is grateful for the rescue, but will only allow rides for women. <laughs> Sanji should and recognize a kindred spirit in this camel. <laughs> Nami names him Eyelashes. Aww. Because he got the pronounced eyelashes. The Straw Hat Boys all player hate on this camel real hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they call him Jerk, Moron, and Idiot <laughs> as potential names. And the whole time Nami's just like, I don't know, I think he's kind of nice. <laughs> he's a sweetheart. <laughs> After walking all day and deep into the night, the Straw Hats arrive at Yuba, but something is terribly wrong. It is being torn apart by a sandstorm. Oh boy. Ooh. When the storm subsides, they find not an oasis as they had hoped, but another desolate ghost town, and there is a single old man digging a hole. He has a mustache like a swiffer duster. <laughs> uh, this old man's name is Toto and he tells them the rebel army has left Yuba for the more hospitable Katoria so back the or way you Kataria, came basically. His, card, yeah. his card tells us that his official position is citizen of Yuba yes <laughs> yeah. man about town Toto <laughs> very, very similar to Usopp the man Toto recognizes Vivi, though she doesn't remember him due to his uh, significant loss of weight in recent years. He's a gaunt, lean figure. Toto remains fiercely loyal to King Cobra and is dedicated to saving Yuba from the God sands. God damn it. King Cobra. Yeah. I didn't mm. get that until just now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> this is a nightmare. I, I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love it here. But it's a but it's a nightmare. <laughs> but you know what's great is also me. I also had no idea. <laughs> After how many years? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Snuck right under my nose. If it was a if it was a snake, it would have bit me. <laughs> hey. Oh no! If if it was a uh, desert strawberry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we flash back to eleven years ago. And a young boy named Koza barges into the king's chambers, demanding to know why he didn't save his village from drying up. Cobra tries to explain that despite his powers as king, he cannot control the weather. He does say weather is controlled by the gods. 
Yes. I don't, I don't think we've ever had any, like, mention of any religion in One Piece so far, have we? Not as of yet. Yeah, mm. not really. Un- interesting, Unless yeah. you count people referring to Crocodile as a guardian deity in the last volume. That's true. Hmm. That and the the holy land of Mer- Mary Joy. Mary Joy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marjorie. <laughs> that one took a second holy to sink in for Tyler. <laughs> we see a much chubbier Toto rush in to claim the boy as his son. God, that, that honestly makes it makes his character heartbreaking for me. Like seeing what he used to be versus how we were introduced to him. And this is a three-year difference. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, this flashback is 11 years ago, but the drought has been for three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Specifically. Cobra has such a good face. Yeah. <laughs> it is very Stri- good. Striking face. Very handsome. Very striking. Striking, striking like, like a, a cobra. Snake. Oh, we went oh, at the <laughs> same place. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is the snake pun episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We both took a bite of the Jinx Jinx fruit at the same time. I've become what I hated and feared. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace it. Uh Cobra declares that the crown will cover for Toto's village during this time of drought, and that he and his son may remain in Alubarna while they consider their future. Koza storms out, unsatisfied, and Toto begs forgiveness, but Cobra reassures him, what a fine boy. He would defy even the king for his people. He stormed in here for the sake of his fellow villagers. And as Koza runs off, we see a young Vivi who is pouting outside of her father's chambers, <laughs> and she mocks Koza as a crybaby. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And she has baby Karu with her. Yes. <laughs> Tiny Karu. They've been tight for many years. Uh, when Toto leaves, Igaram tries to point out that they can't possibly compensate all of the villagers, but Cobra hits him with a king chop. King chop. <laughs> I'm so glad someone else called attention to it. <laughs> and he commits to reducing his own living expenses and whatever else need be to make up the difference. Just to give us a stark difference between he and Wapple, if we yeah. needed one. Ooh. I love that so much, and especially in the... Um... Reference to, like, you hear story of, like, the head of Nintendo doing stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, if, if, if they're not getting the numbers they need, uh, uh, the CEO or take that or whoever takes a pay cut uh, to keep from having to pay the employees less. Or laying people off. That's yeah. the real deal. That's some real shit. Uh, <laughs> Vivi walks in having gotten into and subsequently losing a fight with Koza <laughs> I, I got in a fight she's spunky it's a very good panel uh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost <laughs> Toto and Igaram are both prepared to kill each other or themselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> over and, this incident and, and, and Cobra is like guys calm down it was just kids fighting it's fucking kids <laughs> Which, because that's like the the panel of vivi right after the fight is that pure perfect energy where she's mm-hmm. clearly not hurt she's just like eh. like <laughs> it's, just, it's pure kid roughhousing energy cobra subdues both uh Igaram and toto with a double king chop oh my god <laughs> uh sometime later vivi challenges koza to a rematch and declares that if she wins, she'll become the new chief of his gang of urchins. Meet this fucking <laughs> pathologic ass bunch of, of street <laughs> kids here. Looks <laughs> well, great. It's Oliver Twist shit. 
<laughs> the battle ends in a draw, and Koza declares Vivi to be second in command of the San San Band. What a good phrase. Very good. <laughs> the king and Igaram observe from afar, and they are barely disguised. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's not very impressive. It's that, um, the king has that, like, visual shorthand for, like, an Edo period thief, basically. Yeah, the, with, like, uh, handkerchief over the, yeah. or tied under the nose. Tied right under the nose, right. Is that what that means? I was, yeah. I, I, <laughs> my interpretation was this was like a, how much does a gallon of milk cost moment for like a disconnected <laughs> king who couldn't even like tie This is how disguise. the common folk wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love this. Cobra though is delighted to see his daughter making friends because he knows that those bonds will be important when she one day takes the throne herself. She'll know how much milk costs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vivi continues to play with her new friends, but one day she is accosted by strange men at the hideout. A battered Koza tells her to run and that these men are out to kidnap her. Oh no. Uh, the Sand Sand Band all attack the kidnappers and Koza tells them all to protect Vivi with their lives. Uh, Vivi runs to some ruins and is pursued by the leader of the kidnappers and Koza follows behind, challenging the kidnapper to a fight. The kidnapper cuts Koza above the eye with a sword but Koza knocks him over the head with a club. These bandits have, like, a... Re- I mean, they're bandits, but they've got a real aggressive energy to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the, the guy's like, you ever been cut, kid? <laughs> these, these guys are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> they exude a danger that is not typical of One Piece characters. Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah, he immediately pulls out a knife against these rascals and rapscallions. Yeah, against a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, props to, to Koza for being a child and beating the shit out of a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah, again, these, are, again yeah. these, are, these are pathologic kids. They'll yeah. fuck you up. <laughs> this is a joke probably only for Matt, but this confirms once and for all that Bat beats Knife. <laughs> Finally. The, the right side the... wins. <laughs> uh, Cobra and Igaram arrive to defeat the remaining kidnappers they with the help of... destroy these guys. <laughs> Holy fuck. Cobra is not having it. No, he pounds this dude into the ground. (laughs) That is a Cobra strike. Yeah, there it is. King King Chop would be too too kind for these guys. Right. Uh, They are also aided by the palace's elite guards, Chaka and Pell, but we don't get to see them yet. They're in silhouette, but they are carrying sabers. Uh, As the children all recuperate at the castle... Vivi cries quietly in her chair. Koza tells her that it's okay to be scared because he was scared too. But she tells him that uh, she was afraid when he told the Sand Sand Band to protect her with their lives because she doesn't want any of them to die for her. Aww. Suddenly realizing the, uh, the difference between them. Hmm. Sometime later, Cobra talks Toto and Koza into building the city of Yuba as a new trading hub for Alabasta gonna put in a cool oasis we'll have a blackjack table (laughs) and an orange julius koza is excited to leave his mark and make alabasta even greater than it was before jump cut to disaffected (laughs) (laughs) this is such a cut we return to present day as toto says uh so it hasn't rained for three years what of it i have faith in our king and so do most of his subjects so many times I stopped them so many times, but it was hopeless. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't talk them out of this rebellion. 
but they're almost exhausted now as well. The next battle will decide everything. They've been driven into a corner. They're ready to die. Please, Princess VB, stop these fools. We then cut to some of these fools. <laughs> yes. Over in Katoria at the Rebel headquarters, we meet the Rebel leader, and it is, of course, Koza. In this panel, portrayed by a young revolver ocelot. <laughs> Blonde, brush back hair, sunglasses, and like oh, yeah. a dark, like I imagine it as a red scarf around his neck. And a nasty scar from that cut. Mm. He's like, yeah, that guy was right, it did hurt. <laughs> Vivi promises Toto that she will stop the rebellion, and then she and Stra- uh, the Straw Hats try to get some shut eye. Luffy, however, stays out late into the night with Toto. Uh, He asks where the water's at. It's just under all the sand. (laughs) And how Toto can manage to live out here. And Toto tells him, Yuba will never surrender to the sands. I'll dig for as long as it takes. The king himself entrusted this place to me. I love these night scenes, by the way, because I've been looking... The moon is changing and going into different phases as the plot passes. (laughs) So, like, we had, like, it was either last volume or two volumes ago, we had a full moon, and now mm-hmm. it is starting to wane. Uh, Luffy elects to help Toto dig, but winds up just refilling the old man's hole at first. Because you gotta dig in opposite directions. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, Luffy fell asleep in the hole he was digging, so Toto carefully brings him inside to his crew. Did, did y'all track during the earlier, like, pillow fight war that, uh... Sanji was just casually like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't realize this was your bed." Mm. It's it's that it's that fan fiction trope of of oh, only one bed in this hotel room. Except there, <laughs> except there aren't. There are multiple beds. Sanji, go. There's so many, so many beds. Find any other bed. Literally, a, a city's worth of beds. It's us and Toto <laughs> in the whole city. Uh, over at Rainbase, the Baroque Works agents finally come face to face with their boss, Sir Crocodile. Hmm. Also, I want to give a shout out to the how they set the scene. If it's like a very elegant dinner table, with like everyone got little cups of coffee, big high back chairs, and in the back, in the background, we see this like what looks to be what I thought was a painting is not a painting. It is a window into uh, what looks to be a, a big bunch of water where we see a very big crocodile uh, swimming. Yeah. Again, it is... Well, none of them have ever met him before yes. this. Yeah. None of them actually know who they work for, other than... Right. Um, uh, all Sunday. All Sunday, yes. Well, this, this kind of builds on itself in a couple ways, but... Uh, for now, it still rings true for me. Is like, yes, who could have possibly predicted that the villain was the pirate mob boss hanging out at the casino? (laughs) 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 Who could have suspected such a man? (laughs) Uh, Many of them are confused why a government agent would be attacking one of the allied nations of the world government in the first place. Yeah, like, won't that, like, fuck up your position? (laughs) Uh, let's also not uh, overlook where this is taking place, by the way. Uh, this is taking place in a basically in Pirate Vegas. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, what's called the Rain Dinners Casino. With, it's got a big pyramid in the middle with a giant banana dial head on top, and I <laughs> love it. 
Uh, Crocodile explains that he is after neither money nor status, but military might. Should talk to to Krieg about that. (laughs) He would say, Krieg who? Yeah. That's true. That's true. Krieg would be like, this guy's my hero. Yeah. So fucking cool. (laughs) Got like three figures of a crocodile at home. (laughs) Krieg would last like five minutes on the Grand Line. (laughs) Okay, Heat, I just now noticed this. He lights a cigar and maybe takes a puff and then stamps it out. (laughs) His ashtray is full of like half cigars. (laughs) <laughs> Captain Smoker would be outraged. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smoker's like, you, you, you gonna finish that? <laughs> I mean, I, I can if you... All right. Uh, he goes on to tell them all his true intentions of conquering Alabasta, but it's that annoying thing in fiction where we don't get to hear it. Yeah. They do, but we don't. Our only clue about what they were talking about comes from Bon Clay, who asks, such a thing actually exists in this kingdom? And we're going to take it? Crocodile passes out everyone's final assignments, which they burn after reading. The next day, the Straw Hats prepare for their arduous trek back to Erumalu, but Luffy just takes a seat and he says that he quits. <laughs> I quit. Luffy, Bro, no, you never me. quit. <laughs> That's your thing. Also, he gets a little tiny souvenir water thing because uh, Toto found some, some damp sand after uh, Luffy fell asleep in the hole managed to squeeze out a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Three interrupts Baroque Works meeting, having followed their carriage all the way to Rain Base, uh, and he begs forgiveness and asks for a second chance at defeating the Straw Hats. Follow the carriage is a strong word. <laughs> he, he rode in the trunk. Yeah, I was giving him too much credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first that Crocodile is hearing that the Straw Hats are even alive. And he realizes that all that time ago in Little Garden, he wasn't on the phone with Mr. Three. Puts the pieces together with that bit about restaurant le crap. (laughs) You'd think that'd be a dead giveaway because you are talking to number three, supposedly. (laughs) And his voice is not the same. He hates Mm -hmm. restaurant le crap. It's his least favorite place to eat. Uh, After being shown the illustrations provided by the unluckies, Mr. Two is able to confirm that he has met the Straw Hats. Uh, and he shows the likeness of Usopp and Chopper as well. Uh-oh. Add them to the uh, to the wanted lists. Mm-hmm. Mr. Three begs for the chance to take care of them, but Crocodile simply reaches out and mummifies him on the spot. <laughs> Gross. Don't touch that man's hand. That man's got a stank hand. <laughs> uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Three begs for water, and Crocodile tells him, have all the water you want. And then he drops his body into a trapdoor to be devoured in a tank of banana gators. Oh boy. I love that fucking line. (laughs) So cool. And also because regular giant alligators wasn't good enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love this Jabba the Hutt-ass moment so much. (laughs) (laughs) Crocodile knows that Vivi and Koza are childhood friends and that should they have the opportunity to meet, his whole plan could come undone. So he makes it the utmost importance that the Straw Hats are stopped. Why does he know that? Has he been reading this too? (laughs) He's done his research, mostly. Oh, I just realized. Even added to this wanted list, they're still missing Sanji. Or, Hmm. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Could be a trump card. Wait, Sanji's in this series too? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, meanwhile, everyone asks why Luffy is suddenly dragging his feet, and he says that this is all boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like it. He just wants to kick Crocodile's butt. This sounds really bad at first. Uh, he says that stopping the rebels isn't going to stop Crocodile, and there's nothing that we can do in Kataria. We're pirates, so it would be better if we didn't even go. That's a good point. Sanji says, sometimes it makes a lot of sense for an idiot. <laughs> That's Luffy. He really does. Uh, and I just want to read the last few pages because it's worth it. Uh, does anybody want to do a dramatic reading? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put me in, coach. <laughs> uh, we can we can do Luffy and Vivi, and I think we could just skip over anybody else who interjects. Okay. You think you can stop the rebels without anybody getting killed? That none of us and none of your people are going to die? <gasps> We're up against one of the seven warlords of the sea. A million people are itching to fight, and you expect everybody to live? That's naive. What's wrong with that? What's so wrong about not wanting anyone to die? People die. Bam! <laughs> Punches him right in the fucking head. Uh, that wasn't a line, but... Uh, shut up! <laughs> Don't say things like that. Say that again and you'll be sorry. I'm trying to prevent bloodshed. I'm trying to save the rebels and the royal army. No one in this kingdom is to blame. Why must any of my people die? It's all that crocodile's fault. And Luffy punches her back and says, But you're risking your own life. <gasps> Even I can see what needs to be done here. You can't do it all by yourself. I have to. I don't care what it costs me. Then let us help you. We're your friends, aren't we? <gasps> Tears. Even princesses cry. The truth is, you want to kick his butt more than anyone, don't you? <laughs> All right. So where do we find this crocodile? And scene. Also worth noting that she's just slapping the shit out of Luffy through most of that <laughs> second half. Yes. <laughs> yeah, While Luffy, he's talking to her. Luffy's, like, single-minded simplicity leads him to the very obvious conclusion, which is that you're trying to treat the symptoms not cure the disease. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he has a point. Yeah, he will not settle for a band-aid fix on this one. This is so fascinating to me because, like, you, you mentioned Luffy's single-minded simplicity, and it's so easy to see that in fiction as being naive, always looking on the bright side, kind of simple and happy. But mm -hmm. this, there's a depth to this simplicity. You know, Luffy's line people die like broke my heart i almost took a screenshot and sent it to you tyler like what yeah <laughs> what happened that this is his outlook on life this is not why yeah why does he feel that way right and it also luffy adds... of all people yeah right and and so so solemnly too it recontextualizes to all of the things we've seen like him with um dr here looks flag or anytime he said you know to be a pirate you have to put your life on the line it shows that this isn't just youthful bravado of like i will never die i'll take all the risks who cares mm -hmm. he, yeah he know he has an appreciation for risk and death yeah which is also interesting because he's so reckless and is constantly getting in, in trouble getting his getting his crew into trouble but um i mean you know he's what, 17 yeah exactly <laughs> and it also just makes me appreciate like you were saying with the, the hero look flag, but also thinking back to Baratier when he got so mad at Sanji just giving up and preparing to die mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the sake of the restaurant. He does not like it when people die for dumb reasons. No, he doesn't. Hmm. Any other thoughts for volume 18? So 
Ace was my favorite character for the longest <laughs> time. I love Ace. Uh, I cosplayed him. Uh, oh, awesome! <laughs> I think he's the I think he's the bee's knees. He's really cool. Yeah, I think I for think, a guy with fire powers. I think this Ace is based. Is that <laughs> is that a thing? I'm sorry. Nope. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, how would you all feel if his name was Trace, like in the four kids dub? Really bad. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? What, what, what was offensive about that? In their hypothetical. I t- I don't know. What, what, did they change we'll his know. tattoo? I had no idea. No. <laughs> like, four kids changed like almost every character's name in Yu-Gi-Oh, but they were almost all Japanese names, so yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But Ace is not a Japanese name. <laughs> yeah. Has a simple change ever made a name worse? Probably. Like that? Like that, yeah. Is that like worse than that? Do you mean? Yeah. Oh, by this on the same scale, the, the de- depravity on the same scale. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Would they rename Light Yagami's uh, counterpart in the live-action Netflix remake of Death Note? Oh, like <laughs> Light Turner. Really? That, oh yeah. That's oh, worse. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Timmy Turner's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Light was an average kid that no one knows. He was not average. <laughs> Dude has got a death note. Killing, cutting out of hand. In fact, he would kill you for calling him average. Yeah. <laughs> He's falling apart. Yeah, where's my crossover t-shirt of Cosmo, Wanda, and Ryuk? Oh, God. Like How Ryuk. do we know that Ryuk was not a fairy godparent? In a sense. Hey, Light, where'd you get that? In there. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want this to be a thing. Look, it's actually Might really funny. I just want Mr. Crocker to say "shooty gummy" in the assembly <laughs> sister. <laughs> yes, that would be fucking hell. That's what he would say. Mr. He freaks out. <laughs> Mr. Crocker is no this. such thing as death gods. Oh, Give it up. <laughs> That's not Butch Hartman to draw it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's awesome. Don't let him Uh, sniff this idea out. My final thoughts thoughts are Bon Clay's This Ain't No Joke catchphrase is really growing on me. It's pretty great. (laughs) I'm loving it. I love the impact he 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 leaves Mm -hmm. in, in such a very short time. I have seared into my brain due to Tyler's playing one particular video game of one piece and i don't was it was it grand battle it was either grand battle or grand adventure and so it was like a character select screen and the character would announce themselves when you picked them and so i will forever hear mr two bon clay Uh, it was it was unfortunately dubbed by the four kids team yes video game oh good It's really, really fucking bad. Uh, any other thoughts, or should we move on to X marks, of which there are quite a few? Oh boy! Oh boy! X mark time. Most of them are just details about Ace. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm at my spreadsheet. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is something that many of you already noticed, which is that Mister Two did not meet Sanji. Yep. Uh, we have Ace's tattoo typo. God, of course. <laughs> uh, Ace's goggles with the smile and the frown on them. This one, I have a question for all of you. 
We have seen someone else fall asleep at an inopportune time. Do you remember who that was? Oh! Garp! Um, yes, right? Vice Admiral Garp fell oh, asleep shit. in the middle of standing up. Oh uh, my god. Huh. Uh, Whitebeard's second division commander, specifically. Whitebeard is second division commander? Yes, Whitebeard's second division commander, that specific position. I thought I remembered Ace as being second he is, but just remember that specific of Whitebeard position. That, yeah. that rank, I guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's that's not what you said. Okay. I, I might have phrased it confusingly. Making sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the next one was the surname Portgas, which he does not share with Luffy. Uh-huh. In spite of them being brothers. Uh, Luffy was able to touch Smoker when his guard was down. Sure. The symbol of Alabasta, which we have seen on Sanji's cloak and also on the flag at the palace is the sun. Ace stepped between Luffy and the marines, allowing his brother to escape. Ace's piece of paper. Kung Fu Jugongs. <laughs> oh, yes. Good. A scientist in a country where it never rains. Sure. The Straw Hat's armbands. Uh, and this last one I'm going to scroll back up so I can read the exact quote again. Uh, Mr. Tubon Clay said that friendship is not determined by how much time you spent together. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Do you have a star chart for us? Oui, oui, mon ami. I wanted to go over some cool uh, horoscopes this week. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have a few, we have many new characters, new faces, new everything. Um, but I wanted to hone in specifically just to follow that through line of how cool this guy is. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, Portgas D. Ace again. <laughs> he has a birthday of uh, January 1st, making him a Capricorn. Double finger, of course. Double finger. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Ace, this is what the stars have to say about you this week. You may think that everything is perfect, when suddenly there's a great surge of unyielding emotional energy. Be on the lookout, because such situations are likely to crop up and add intensity to your journey. Pool your knowledge with that of others, instead of trying to come up with all the answers by yourself. Okay. Damn. Hmm. We'll see if he follows this. Hmm. Stay tuned. Hmm. (laughs) Again, one of the very few times we've... That's been in question that we can actually... Observe. Uh, yeah. yeah, observe that. Uh, thank you all for listening. I appreciate everyone who is tuning in uh, every week for this voyage. Matt, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Oh, me? Uh, well, you can find me on uh, Twitter, on twitch.tv, uh, various other social medias as Define Prague, uh, where in which I, I live out my life as a rock and roll zombie VTuber. <laughs> Uh, Jason? Yahar! You can find me on the Grand Online as jcavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S. Uh, that'll take you all the socials, Twitch, Insta, all the stuff. Mostly, I'm, uh, prominent on Twitch.tv, streaming usually once a week, usually Wednesday evenings, but, you know, just whenever I got the time. Uh, Laura? I go by Haha I'm Laura on both Twitter and Newgrounds, and I'm an animator and an artist. Dave? I am still psyched. P-S-Y-T-H-E on Archive of Our Own. I write fanfiction rarely. Theo? I'm a piecemeal exclusive. (laughs) And Connor, do you have anything that you want to promote? No can do. 
<laughs> I quit. <laughs> Words to live by, I guess. <laughs> uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Meal Peace, or you can send us uh, comments and questions to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would appreciate it if you would rate and review this show on the podcast service you're using to listen to it. And give it a five-star rating so that all of the other One Piece fans in the world can also find it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming! <laughs> <laughs>